0: i'm ac brown and you're listening to is my aura on straight a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning each week we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life love and business with topics ranging from spiritual self-development human design astrology metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel and spiritual guide, and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? And today I have the fabulous P and... I am so excited to have you on here. I've been fangirling you for a long time. Um, And now we're like in this thing working on a project together. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, that project should be revealed, which is great. Um, I'm sure it will be. I have a feeling it will be. Um, and so it's been really nice to be in your space and hopefully we'll be working on other things together. So welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Oh,
1: thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. I, um, the eclipse has been amazing for me. I'm having a great time. Uh, I feel like the energy coming up to the eclipse was so interesting. And then suddenly I kind of had like this Breakthrough today, and so I feel great.
0: <laughs> that's good. That my moon is in Taurus, so I've just been hungry. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> so, I just been hungry. That's it. i have just been craving food, like because uh, I'm like eating healthy and stuff like that. I've just been eating Starbucks for the last three days every morning for breakfast. So that's all for me. So the eclipse hasn't been bad. It's been actually pretty good too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just been hungry. I just been hungry. That's it. So first things first. Jumping in. I always like to ask my guests, is your aura on straight? Oh, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. It depends on the angle you're looking at me from. Okay. Yeah. Because to me, that feeling feels like, is it balanced? You know, that like, that's the, that's the question. That's how it translated into my brain. Um, mhm. So some people might consider me balanced and my aura balanced. I purposefully try not to be balanced. So yeah, I'd say it depends on who you ask.
0: <laughs> okay. that I like that answer. So let's talk about that. You prefer not to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Why is that? And what what have you gained from being unbalanced?
1: So I like being harmonized more than balanced. Um, okay. And I find that like, I have, I see a, di- a differentiation between those two things because I'm also an artist and balance is very, uh it takes a lot of effort to be balanced, um, into like, even the scales on things. And for some people, like my partner, he loves balance. He like, he's like, when you do this, you do the opposite. It's, it's the way his energy works for me. I want to harmonize things. That's just easier. Um, and it's kind of like, okay, well, this can be much heavier and much bigger over here, but it's so like this big, huge energy hanging out over here. It's great that that's big, um, and then you have this kind of like smaller, differently colored energy in the corner here, and they just go well together. They harmonize well together. The fact that these energies are kind of like different sizes, different masses. Um, so, yeah, I, I I value harmony more than balance, and it's just easier for me. That's why.
0: I love that. I really love that. So, speaking of your artwork, which is phenomenal, I love how you infuse your artwork with what you do. How did that come about?
1: Um, it was an unfolding. I started out sharing art in around like the end of 2017. I started sharing it more publicly because I had an an artist and coworker friend of mine, um, passed away and it felt like he was like, you better do art publicly. Like, Mm. like, and so I was like, okay, fine. Um, so I started posting things publicly. I mostly did like the first, like, couple months I shared like little phrases that I would think about um and illustrated them and then I got really into portraiture and I just did portraits like I just did a ton of portraits um and it just happened to be people that I was interested in which tended to be like the spiritual people in like the spiritual community or different things like that and so a lot of like esoteric people started following me and like posting my stuff Um, and then I went back to doing words mixed with images again
0: and that's how it unfolded and so when you do it now, because you infuse human design, you infuse your spiritual self-development, all of that stuff within it, how does that feel? Does, do you feel more connected to the actual like behind the scenes work that you're doing with human design, with timeline jumping, all of that with like with the artwork? Because I when I look at it and you talk about a concept, it just resonates so much differently for me as like a viewer.
1: Yeah. I think I like I'm experiencing these things. So I just tried to communicate what I'm experiencing um, in the simplest way possible, which makes sense. Being a five, two is just trying to like simplify things and make it really efficient. So it can enter people very quickly. That's, that's my intent. Um, it's to kind of like box up what I'm doing and shoot it out <laughs> to the
0: world. I love that. I love that. So my next question for you is mostly about where you are now, and then when did you realize that you were having this kind of self awareness, spiritual awakening to bring you to where you are now? What was that like?
1: Um, I've always been really self aware. Like as, as a child, being self aware was a big thing. Um, however, I was raised in a Christian household, so I still I, I had the same amount of self awareness whilst in a Christian household and was a bit confused because I'm like, there's a lot of holes in what I'm being taught and some of this stuff just isn't clicking, um, which was like very frustrating for me. Um, and then finally I moved to Atlanta after I graduated high school with my mom. And that gave me a couple of years after that, I had some more space. I just had more space to like think, um, and like consider that other things might be true. Um, and so that kind of just opened me up to uh, more to like just seeing the other possibilities. I also had sex for the first time, which definitely <laughs>
0: sex will do it for you. <laughs>
1: definitely. I see why they tell the Christians not to do it. Um, so that definitely kind of like opened up who I was um, to just taking in information and seeing things um, and learning uh, and then. I would say like I had the, a culmination of a lot of the wisdom that I picked up. Uh, there was a, I don't know if I would call it a pinnacle, um, but possibly like a pinnacle that kind of happened in 2018. Um, but it was more of like a downward pinnacle. It's like a suicidal depression, but I was in charge trigger warning. Um, and it When I look back, the results of it was my resistance to the inherent wisdom that was in my body that I always knew. And it finally just reached this point where I was like, I literally like, I'm either leaving the planet or you're going to listen to me. That's Mm. how it felt. Um, and so from that point, it's been like increasingly fantastic to be alive. There's still like pain at times, but like it's not the same amount of confusion and suffering that I was experiencing pre-2018.
0: Mm. and when we talk about pre-2018 do you think that you were still trying like holding on to like a lot of religious concepts as you were journeying into your new space what was still that like because I know a lot of uh, right to this day and I always I talk about religion and spirituality a lot and I I, I work with a lot of people who are always crossing that bridge of Christianity and religion coming over to the spirituality side what was that like for you and how are you kind of coping with still changing your mind still deconditioning still taking on new concepts because sometimes religion can be very traumatic yeah. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: Yeah, it definitely can. Um, especially my parents are West Indian.
0: Uh, oh, and so- okay. well, then. <laughs> well, I'm sending you a virtual hug. So. Uh,
1: so it's, you know, it's in my, like my grandma, I used to be like Catholic. Like, it's just, it's, it's really intense um, with like the Caribbean upbringing as well. Intermixed with that. It was very Where's helpful. Part of the
0: Caribbean? I'm my
1: mom kidding. is from Dominica, the Commonwealth of Dominica. My dad is okay. from St. Vincent.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I got a, a little bit. Of Bayesian and Mesa. So, okay. Yeah.
1: All right, so a little yeah, bit Barbados, my, uh, yeah. My stepdad is Bayesian. Okay. But, and I went to Barbados actually two years ago. It was beautiful. I love that place. Yeah.
0: Um, Barbados is nice. So the West Indian background. Yep. West so Indian that, background. <laughs> and then you're saying, okay, this is not right. Something's weird about this. It's not mm-hmm. resonating. So what mm-hmm. is that process? What did that look like for you?
1: Well, the first thing was questioning evil. And that's still a thing. That's like the, the longest lasting thing that I've, I've experienced is kind of like, well, what is evil? I, I never was afraid of the devil as a Christian. um, And so I think that's partially like why I couldn't really get into it as much is because like the demons and devil thing never scared me because I was like, well, if God's real, why would I ever be afraid of them? That was just the only way that my brain could make sense of that. Um, and so I was just thinking about evil in the world. Um, and so the fact that like those biblical stories said what they said and they said what they said about what God is, the contradiction was really messing with me. Um, mm-hmm. And I needed answers to that contradiction. Um, and so that's why I kind of like looked into, the the universe being more neutral that felt that made more sense um because assuming that like god is loving and kind it was just really weird for me like i was just like no because people are being murdered and raped so god is not loving or kind i'm like god is a neutral energy who is witnessing all of it and loves all of it and that like it's not loving in the way that we understand love and i like i couldn't i i couldn't view it through the lens of christianity so um, once I started opening up more and seeing more of the world through neutrality and neutrality is very easy for me to ass- be an assumed state of, I also, uh, my motivation is innocence in human design, which I think adds to that. Um, yeah,
0: that definitely probably helps.
1: So from neutrality, from being in neutral, everything makes sense. Like as, as soon as I get to neutral, the answers are everywhere and everything is obvious. Everything just feels very obvious. And so that obviousness, um, I just kept following the obviousness um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I got to where I am is neutrality. Look at the obvious answer, go towards that.
0: Okay. I love that. Um, and I would agree for me, um, my journey a little bit of not so, thankfully I had, you know, elders in my life who were religious, but who didn't make me feel bad because they knew of me being psychic and things like that. So it was like, listen, this is what we're dealing with no need in making her feel bad, especially with my motivation being guilt, I would have really been messed up. Even though it did for a while, I tried to hide it. And like, just like, you know what? I don't wanna deal with this, let's bury it. And that didn't work, so here I am. But I totally understand that. So when you look at where you are now coming from that religious kind of space, what would you tell your younger self?
1: I would tell myself to trust my instincts um, and that any love that I have to compete for or um, prove myself for is not love that I want. Um, Mm. And so that was a big thing in Christianity for me was trying to be good enough to be lovable by God. Um, but it was weird. That's, I I remember I told my, my best friend, still my best friend to the day, she's still a devout Christian, but I remember we were like 12 and I was talking to her this one time where I'm like, okay, the God that they talk about in church is not the God that talks to me in my body and like in my head. And like, this one loves me literally no matter what I do. Like I can, I can feel unconditional. Yeah. And she was just like, that's kind of, she was like, how can you differentiate between two? And I'm like, there's something weird. (laughs) About what they're it's saying, something
0: different. I always i have um, Spirit sent me a message, and I say this, and I'm gonna talk about it at some point. But Spirit, my guide, sent me this, and you people are not might not like it, but they said to me very strongly one day when I was in the shower, I wish people would leave God out of religion,
1: mm.
0: and I was just like, mm. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what y'all want me to do with that, but I'll I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that sit there. So I totally understand that where you're saying that. And how do you, how do you make, I don't even want to say make peace. How do you live as full out as you do now and as bold and bright, knowing that sometimes your mind might take you to a place of what you're doing is wrong?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. I connect to love in my body. That's the only way I can get out of those um, is letting myself, I ask my body, I'm like, can you show me what love feels like and fill me with that so that with everything that I do, it's like love is the only thing that can come out if I fill myself with that. And I'm like, as long as I'm doing that, I'm okay. Like that's at least for me. And like, I was taught that partially through like my relationship with God as a child, but also through psychedelics when I would go through like dark, trippy scary not dark I don't want to use that but like scary things like where I feel like I'm gonna lose my mind or like this is the most terrible thing ever I would remember I'm like love will literally pull you out of anything anything like if you feel love you're it's going to flip directions in the opposite direction so fast so now I'm like love is the most magical thing I like it fixes everything (laughs) um that's the only way I can I can't do any sort of logical arguing, um, to try to make myself feel good about what I'm doing. Just mm. I had to let love move to my body and know that that's what's coming out of me.
0: I love that. And so when you think about, let's say human design, cause it's a tool that you use, mm-hmm. how do you incorporate that with love? Because mm. the human design world is you get in it and it's like rabbit hole. I learned something new about myself. I understand myself. And so what was that process, that layering on top of like, okay, I know unconditional love is going to bring me to my highest place. Now I have this new tool that I'm using. What is that? How is that infusing into more love for yourself?
1: Well, I'd say the, well, first thing is when I'm doing sessions for other people, I make sure that I'm steeped in love first. Like, I want to make sure that like, what you're getting from me is pure unconditional love from like like a mother's love. Like I want to try to translate that into every single session that I have. Um, but the tool of human design, it's really easy. If you like are taking in human design content to fix yourself, to find people who will tell you where you're broken, um, and offer you solutions to fix that brokenness in human design. And so I make sure that when I'm approaching a solution, I'm approaching the solution through the lens of, I created these tools for myself because I love myself. Now, how would the version of me who loves myself use these tools? Um, and so, mm. as long as I'm seeing Human Design as a tool created from love, it is something that is a loving tool in my reality. If I'm seeing Human Design as a tool to fix my brokenness and to try to like manipulate Change reality, myself,
0: right, right, right,
1: then it's going to be rough. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I do. Is I'm like, what? with the loving version of me how would they use this tool because to me god is big me like Like
0: the ultimate form the ultimate version like all encompassing all of it it's like a big hug you know (laughs) it's a weighted blanket (laughs) so all of that yeah so when you think about you know Human design, what you do, and then also you have this amazing component to your work, um, which I was mind blown. I'm still trying to get my head around, around it, child. Um, which is timeline jumping. How do those merge, and mm-hmm. how did you? Because your concept around it, I truly love it. Like I said, mm-hmm. not sh- quite getting it yet. Because I've been trying to timeline jump since buying your, <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. How do you merge that and? We'll, we'll go back to just explaining what timeline jumping is.
1: Okay. So one of the first realizations that I had that kind of helped me was understanding that like my perception of like what God is or the universe is it is limited to like what I know and my reality and my universe. So um, if I'm looking at God or the universe as a neutral medium there has to be a way to mold that medium that that I'm experiencing. Um, So that was the first thing as I was like, this medium is neutral until molded. Um, And I've already figured out how to download love into my reality, into my universe. And so I've had a lot of loving experiences um, because I kind of expect unconditional love from like my partner, my friends, things like that. Like, it's just kind of expected. And so I'm like, okay, there's something happening here. that like, when I change my perspective on something in my body, like when, when it feels like the person that I am being, um, has a certain expectation of the universe or this reality, it unfolds. It's just, it's what's happening when, when I kind of become that person. So love taught me that first. Um, and then I started reverse engineering how I, embodied versions of myself before experiencing certain things so my partnership um like with my partner right now is one of the things that was really clear to me that showed me that I'm good at manifesting because he's literally come to me in dreams a couple times he's like everything that I wrote on a list except for he's six one and I wrote down six three. but everything else he was on. all right
0: look a little technical <laughs> difficulty guys it's okay I'm gonna give you a pass you know I said six three, but you, you deliver cool
1: but he was everything on that list, and I remember that I did something. Like there was a like there was a moment that I shifted my energy, and so I asked reality to show me what happened. Um, and so I was able to like remember and reverse engineer what I did energetically before coming to him, like before he arrived in my experience. So the first thing that I realized is, I for some reason. Um, got really into studying physics, uh, like in 2017, I got really, really into physics. I was taking a lot of physics content. I can't consciously remember some of the things that I learned from physics, but I, it was like installed into my body. These, these concepts, like the laws of converse of, uh, conservation, um, like inertia, gravity, all of those things just kind of logged into my body. Um, and so my body kind of naturally started developing a way to use that but with like the energy around me um using my feelings and so what i did is i realized that if i am able to pause my energetic memo- uh momentum so mm-hmm. like with the law of conversation con- conversion energy, if it's, if it's moving up a hill, then equal amount of energy that's moving up has to be the equal amount of energy that comes down. That's just kind of how it works. So I realized if I can neutralize my energy, um, kind of producing this, like a, like a potential state, a potential kinetic state, um, I can move in any direction after that. And so timeline jumping is based off of the idea that you can come into something experiencing a lot of momentum, a lot of energy towards something and kind of pause that energy in this like zero gravity void space. Um, and I realized that zero gravity void space, that kind of like nothing space because of the concept. I don't know. This sounds really wild. Uh, no, it doesn't sound wild at all. Cool. Um, the concept of dark energy, um, in space, it's, 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 um, something that scientists don't quite understand. It makes up about 70% of the space that we live in on the planet. But in dark space, the laws of the universe do not apply anymore. Um, And for me, that's like the perfect place to kind of like to put momentum into, to like throw your momentum up into a space where things shouldn't exist. Um, And so what I asked my body to do is kind of like put me into dark energy space, which I call the void now. Um, And that like void space where nothing should be, nothing energetically should be energetically, it feels like, like neutrality. Um, and so some people might feel like, oh, the void, it feels, um, like lim- like limitless possibilities, endless possibilities. Um, and I'm like, not quite it actually feels like nothing. Um, there's, there's nothing you have to enter the nothingness. So is first. it a,
0: is it a nothingness? And I just want to pause you here so mm-hmm. people can follow along is the nothingness. And the, and this is only for me taking your, you know, you, um, has a downloadable course and a guide which is amazing is the nothingness a feeling or a thought like what is that talk about that before going to the yes. next part it's a somatic
1: feeling in the body um it, it's probably like the feeling of maybe being in a float tank Okay. But okay. Energy is in that float tank. Not you're not physically in that, in that float tank. Although I, it would be really mm-hmm. cool to do a timeline jump in a float tank. I would highly recommend it would that.
0: probably work. Probably. Um, <laughs> cause if no, cause thinking about a float tank, I've never had that experience, but I've had people who have anxiety and they do it all the time. I could see how the body can be in a good space to be in the void in a float tank that makes, mm-hmm. it, or for me getting a massage
1: yes yes a massage is uh, like i i like that because the the rooms are dark um and you're just really feeling your body something else that someone else has done also is they have this yoga chair that it like it kind of wraps them sort of it feels like a womb um because that's also what the void reminds me of is just this like dark womb space as well
0: um maybe as well you could try a weighted
1: blanket. Uh, just something that can give you the, uh, you don't, and you don't have to do any of this, but if it's helpful to give you the, the feeling of like being in yeah. no space.
0: Right. Cause that's what my mind is now. It's okay. Now it's clicking. Sorry. Cause when I was listening to the meditation, the guided one, I was having trouble getting to that space. Cause I was laying down in my bed. And so I kept on listening to it over and over. And I'm like, what is, what does she want me to do? Because (laughs) I am having trouble. So I think for those of you who are going to buy it and all of that stuff, because I recommend it highly is you from what I'm gathering is that you need almost, and maybe this is why when you use psychedelics, this works, your body almost needs to be numb.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting they use the word numb because my conscious son is in the gate one and the gate one works when you have periods of numbness you have to have this kind of like it's it,
0: creative it's life a, force that's super na- neutral space yes numbness. yes it's neutral yes. it's not high it's not low it just is
1: yes and from and the thing is is that when, when timeline jumping, what you're doing, because um, I always say you have to locate where your energy is now. Be very aware of your current state. Be very aware of how you're feeling, how you view yourself, the stories you're telling about yourself. Bring those with you into that nothingness because in the nothingness it starts to dissolve it can't exist there it starts to like not become itself anymore it, it starts unbecoming as soon as you enter that like no space space that um that neutral space it starts morphing into something else that's sometimes like not describable anymore or it's something that you don't really have a, a heavy attachment to anymore there's not as much density around that thing anymore um but that no space moment that like kinetic pinnacle point where they're like you could fall in any direction mm-hmm. bringing everything to that point um it it releases a lot of like tension and heaviness around topics and like someone's like l- l- timeline um and the things that they told themselves are true about their timeline cuz my my intention and i believe the reason why i was able to download this is because i told reality that my intention was to not make me not make people feel like they have to do all this fixing and healing before they have to get what before they can get what they want. Um, because I, child, that's what I
0: listen. If somebody's been in therapy for the last year and listen, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but continue, I digress. Sorry, but no,
1: that, that's that's the thing is that like it felt like a, for me, I was seeing before I was seeing how stuck I was, and I kept doing the things that people told me that I should do to like fix it, um, and to be better and to like love myself enough or, or have be worthy enough to like manifest the things. Um, and that wasn't working. So I was like, okay, I know I'm smart. So I'm doing the things right. Um, what is happening? Um, and I realized that it was the idea that I thought I had to fix myself. That was, stopping me from getting things. Mm. So as soon as I brought all of my issues, my perceived problems into the void, I was able to look at them and I'm like, wait, these aren't actual problems. Like you're literally perceiving those problems. When you look at them differently, it's like, it's, it's not what you think it is. Like it, it, it starts to change and mold and morph. You start to see how like certain things were serving you. Um, for instance, like, uh, one thing that I've recently jumped out of it, which is a big one for me as a, as I have four signs in Scorpio um, was my like suspicion. Like I was just kind of like uh, just suspicious.
0: Petty, (laughs) Um, petty, petty, petty Scorpio. Listen, I I tell people, listen, if you ever get to a relationship with the Scorpio moon, just, you know, think, think twice because I know Scorpio that, that is a very intense, to have four what what four planets are in
1: my my sun my pluto my mercury and my uh venus
0: oh wow so you're plotting (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) not (laughs) not plotting because i can't remember anything like my brain can't plot that's another thing that i realized i'm not good at like at like like being um what is that word uh like
0: Calculate it.
1: calculating Sorry. i'm actually not good at being calculating but what i am good at is squinting at everything and yes. like being like
0: and suspect yeah like hmm something's not right here It don't add up yeah
1: i could yeah. see that yeah and even if it is right i'm like it could be wrong and so well, I that, to- mercury and
0: scorpio <laughs> is gonna challenge everything yeah exactly
1: exactly to the point where i didn't believe anything anyone ever said ever like in in it and it's it was helpful because i like my discernment is fantastic right. um but it like kept me from everything and so moving through that when i when i brought that into the void with me i was just like well why do you have to fix your skepticism um is kind of like what the void was kind of presenting me with and i was just like huh? and i'm like wait what is the skepticism and i like i couldn't i couldn't even understand yeah what skepticism was anymore it like i don't know how to explain it but that like that transition that feeling of like morphing skepticism was such a big deal for me um because like I was I was so suspicious and now I'm like well I don't really need to be suspicious anymore Mm. like I don't And it there's no words for what it did
0: I mean from what I've gathered through my own healing through trauma and just self-awareness and working on myself and studying things that version of you was out of survival so the suspicion got you to this point so are you saying then with me saying that that when you timeline jump you're almost going into the void looking at these things that might have gotten you from where you are before to where you are now through survival and saying hey kind of detaching from that and saying (laughs) I don't need that thing or that reality or that concept to survive anymore. I can yes. choose something different. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So there's, I still had all the energy from the skepticism and the suspicion. So like with the law of uh, I can, I can, conservation, um, the energy doesn't leave, but when I pulled it into the void and it kind of dissolved, it's almost like it's atom, it's its, its molecular form became detached and it reformed into something else. Um, and so now it feels like, I can like, <laughs> I, and I, I, it's funny cause I've been able to do this, but I can notice a lot more clearly that like, there's always something telling me what to do. I always know what to do. I, and it like, unless I'm freaking out about something, I'm always being told what to do next. It's always there. Um, and that's what, what it turned into was this like high access to my intuition. Um, and so I feel like with timeline jumping, you're transmuting things um you're mm-hmm. taking it into the space where it becomes not itself and then you re-solidify it to something else but part of what you're doing is aiming your attention at where you're wanting to go so that when it reforms when it comes back and becomes something you aimed you told
0: it like i would like to go that way so though. then well now now you've got another issue here now <laughs> for the people listening because i'm sure everybody is wondering and speaking of that you need to know where you want to go. Yes. Correct. Yes. And so how does that. So before people get into this process of it, how do you, because I'm, I'm sure, because this is what I was thinking. So I'm sure people are thinking the same thing. You got to know where you want to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also too, when we talk about manifestation and all the other stuff, you're also dealing with your reality. Mm-hmm. So we know for timeline jumping works. But then now you're in the void, you are feeling not worthy and you want to now have 20 K months, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you're putting that into the void and you're looking at it differently. You're trying to jump to that new reality, but your current reality is like, well, you know, you're not doing this, this, and that you're trying to fix. I need funnels. I need this. I need that. Mm -hmm. How do you get on the other side of knowing what you want and, and doing that in the void? All of that stuff. How does that work together?
1: So, the thing about timeline jumping is that during this process, you are, <laughs> and every time I talk about it, I'm scared that it sounds like possession, but you are walking into the body of the version of yourself who knows how to get to where you're trying to go. Um, you are, and during the timeline jumping, you're literally like melting them into your body um, during that process. And so, when it comes to like where to aim for some people, they want to be more specific and they can clearly see like, I specifically want to be this type of person who has these results specifically. Um, I'm a bit more, I I have more abstract. And so there's a general feeling that I go for. Um, sometimes when it's all, okay. So, the the way that you aim is by walking into a version of yourself. Sometimes when it comes to like that second half, I just allow I ask reality before. I'm just like just show me the version of myself that serves where I want to go mm. next, like you kind of know. I sometimes I, like I don't that. consciously know. Um so I do that and that's really helpful for me.
0: No, that's helpful um, for me. Oh, as cool. going through <laughs> your whole thing, that makes sense because for those listening when you do get this program pinpointing it Is difficult because while you're listening and going through, you're like, well, where the fuck am I going? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because now you're trying to think about what I want and -hmm. those kind of specifics. So Mm -hmm. yes, that Mm -hmm. helps that you ask what's the most aligned version of yourself that you need to do to accomplish that that makes a whole lot of sense
1: yeah yeah the most aligned version of myself that's like the easiest one um that's also the most surprising one because sometimes a version of myself that pops up like the the last like funny one is I saw myself with like blue scales all over my body and I was like what is that like who's that why do they have scales um but like now I can feel it like when I walk sometimes the like the blue scaled version of me walked differently or walks differently than how I used to walk. It was really interesting. But, um, another thing that I do also is I will ask for like sometimes specific states of being, um, Mm. because I know that like, that's what I want. Um, and so for me, like safety was like the safe one. Um, and what I mean by the safe one is not that I experience things out in reality that like, are inherently safe, but like I'm the one who in whatever experience that I am in, I'm safe. Like it's I'm protected and am safe. Um, and so that to me is a state of being. Um, and I felt like that was just really, really important for me to access that version of myself um, because it feels like that's a version of myself that has been yelling at me, um, and like wanting to come through in a really big way. Um, but I've been resisting it a lot and it took, it took time. I had to do like gradual jumps because like, that's another thing is that I, sometimes like don't jump super far away. Um, right. If you can't your body handle that, can't
0: handle it. Right. Yeah. Your body they can't handle it. And you feel I do, FYI to people who are going to do this, you feel it, you feel the resistance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you have to gradually, that's why I like that concept of the, this is what I want. What is the next version or the highest version that I need to be to get there? Because yes. sometimes the bigger vision, your body can't handle it. That's too far. Yeah. I like to, I like to equate your timeline jumping to like, you know, there's another version of you living on earth and you see them across the street and you're like, Hey, wait up for me kind of yeah. thing. And you're trying to catch up to them. Yeah. And if that, Street cross, crossing that street is too far. You're going to feel that resistance. Yes. so yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. That you yeah. have to maybe take increments.
1: Yes, increments, and it's it's so funny. I used to think that the resistance was a problem because it used to show up, at like visually for me, it used to show up as like knives. It used to like kind of pop up and like stop oh, me. God. It was really wild. It's I'm also Scorpio, so but like <laughs> it used to be like knives, and they were just like, you cannot go here. Like, do not go here. And I'm like fine I'm not jumping there cool but like now I'm I've probably accessed those places that maybe a year ago I wasn't able to access and it was like and, it, and I probably could have pushed through and like made myself embody this character with like force um mm. but it, it's it's also a matter of like work with yourself um you don't want to constantly because a, a question that I get sometimes from people is like well how do I like after a timeline jump how do I figure out how the next version of me responds to the tension that comes because a thing that comes up after jumps is like sometimes tension will pop up like tests and things like that pop up immediately after um and they're like how do I figure out how the new version of me would respond and I'm like you're not figuring anything out if you're trying to figure something out you need to go back and jump again or jump somewhere that's closer because it's not about mentally figuring out how you would act if you were the one that you
0: wanted to be you're, technically you're your them. concept your body is going to do it anyway
1: you are them at the end of the session. Um, and that's like, that's how I end the timeline. It's, it's specifically also like when I do one-on-one jumps, I like kind of pounded people's heads. I'm like, you are them now. And it's it's mm. like, I think a lot of people also think that the version of themselves who has the thing that they want is so different than who they are now. Chalisten. They think it's so okay. <laughs> different.
0: And it's really not. It that's a, a hard one.
1: It's a slight shift, oh, sometimes so subtle that it's not noticeable
0: mm. until you look back and you're like, "Wait, what?"
1: That's right, like, like
0: that the same person, like you know, not the same, but as far as because some sometimes maybe it might be aesthetically that you're thinking about changing or mm-hmm. their, environmentally and all of that stuff. And I think what you're si- trying to say is that. The energy of you doesn't really is going to be wherever you go anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you Mm -hmm. that's why you are that person. So, it's like you are them now in your space, in your body currently. What I think what happens, especially for me and maybe others who have tried this or who will try this or have sessions with you, if you come up with blocks, is that when you do embody that new version, how do you rectify? it showing up in the reality then if it Mm -hmm. doesn't happen right away?
1: So one, you have to know what your relationship with time is. Um, mm. Because for me, things happen pretty fast, but that's well, like
0: manifest generate, also manifesting whatever. generator. Whatever, like,
1: <laughs> I, I whatever. I am a manifesting no. generator, um, and so I don't think I perceive time the same way that other people might perceive a time. Projector
0: like myself <laughs> does um, correct. <laughs> but what I will
1: say is, like when you're in the body of that new version imagine that this new version was dropped into the life that you were living before that. Right. So like the, let's say it's the version of you that knows how to make 50 K months or something like that. And currently right. making $1,500 a month, the version of you who makes 50 K a month, they just, they just dropped into your experience. Essentially. How are okay. they going to respond to making $1,500 months? They're like, Oh, that's interesting. I'm making $1,500 a month. I know how to make 50 K a month it's like the difference between someone who's making 15, 15, 15, whatever, and 50 K a month is not like the actions they're taking. It's who is behind the actions that they're taking. That's the difference between those two things. Because like, I, and like with my business, technically I am working hours less than I used to like, a year ago, like ridiculous, like it's wild how much less I'm working. And it's like the amount of effort that I am putting out into the world is not physical effort it's energetic effort it's 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 me being willing to hold this the state of the one who can hold the big things mm. it's like my energy has stretched out to be able to so hold the big things um and so I move like the person who can hold the big things and so reality is like oh you can hold the big things you can and hold so the big
0: things so I'm, it's happening now Ah, uh, OK. That makes no it. And when you say that, um, Robert Kiyosaki, you know, whatever, how, however problematic he is, rich dad, poor dad. um, He did say something uh, many, many years ago that always stuck with me, which refers to the timeline jumping, is that he said, if I lost it all today, I could go get a job at McDonald's and I'll be in the same position I yep. am now in two years. Yep. And he was like, so that's why I don't worry. He's like, yeah. I could do this all over again.
1: Yeah and it's so funny i i remember i, I was living with my mom um er, 20 like at some point 2020 like early 2020 and when i embodied this new version of myself i started doing things and i had to pay this bill that was like a big chunk of money it was like a lot and my mom was like you got to you got to find a way to do a payment plan you got to like she's freaking out right and i'm like i'm just going to pay it and she was just like what are you talking about where <laughs> Where? yeah <laughs> what are you saying she's like that's gonna take all your money to pay that and I'm like no like it was I don't know how to explain it it's just well, this I mean time feeling-
0: t- that in if you're if I'm correct with your theory and your concept of timeline jumping is that your embodied version of who you want to be pays those bills and doesn't mm-hmm. worry about what's there because mm-hmm. the money's going to be there after yeah so it's you it's not that you are st- Tapping yourself out, you were just fixing the problem right now because yeah. it's coming.
1: Because I, I can like, and and like it was almost like my mom's fear was shocking to me. Whereas like a month before, it would have been shocking to me that she was freaked out. We would have been freaked out together. We would have been like, "Oh my God, how is this possible?" But I was just like, "No," I, I'm like, "Why are you freaking out? I don't understand." um And it was like I was a different person talking to my mom. Still felt like me, but like the energy around that was different. Mm. I paid it off. I got the money the next day, and she was like, "What?" She, she, was confused, she was confused, like looking she at
0: com- I, I would what was too. <laughs>
1: happening. But, but I was just this like, brings
0: up, oh, no, sorry. I'm sorry, I was, sorry, I was okay. just like, well, this yeah, duh. Up, yeah. That's how it felt. But this brings up a good point about therapy, which I still think is a viable tool for you yes. to heal trauma. Because if you are going to be timeline jumping, going into the void and embodying the new version, you still have to deal with the old stuff that might get in the way. Cause mm-hmm. that's where m- myself and other people, I think who, you know, I've, I've made them buy it and all that stuff. I'm like, well, I'm having problems is because at the time my body didn't handle some trauma. So when I'm timeline jumping that resistance kicked mm-hmm. in real quick for that mm-hmm. big vision, yes. it was just like, girl, yes you can't go there yet my body was like nope we not but now dealing with the trauma handling those things I can timeline jump to the next highest version because I'm actually prepared for it yes so it's not necessarily about fixing yourself it's about removing some of that baggage and those blocks so you can be more receptive to your new version is that would that be correct
1: I'd say that's correct. And uh, the timeline jumping process itself can remove baggage, but like you have to be aware of how much you got ease you're willing to experience. Right. Um, yeah. that's that. And that's like why that's a big part of like, why I say, like, I mentioned people, I'm like, please, especially when they're booking one-on-one with me, I'm like, make sure that you are open to ease first. Like, that's like the first And that thing. is
0: very difficult for people of color mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the e- we we have a, our own issues with ease so I can imagine like you telling someone that and then because I even when looking at your site you do say that on somewhere in your verbiage like you got to be okay with ease and things just being the newness kind of thing and I know yes. that people probably be like nope well let me not let me yeah. not move forward and they because- should
1: and that's why I put it there because I'm like don't do that with this stuff because it's an accelerant. Like that's, that's what it does. Um, it, it accelerates things that just, the time of jumping accelerates. And so sometimes when people bring in desperation, that's probably like the worst sensation mm. to bring into the jumps is desperation because my like, life is You're not jumping nowhere. Yeah, because you're not going to go
0: nowhere. (laughs) Where are you jumping to?
1: (laughs) And and it could be like if that's like if you're someone who's going to bring all that desperate energy into it and you trust that you're going to be able to like be that new self and respond to the things that life is going to throw at you after that. Because the the law of convert, I can't ever say that word. The law of convert, convert, conversation? No. Conversion? No. It's, I can't
0: remember. Somebody
1: Conservation, the law of conservation. If you are bringing this desperate high energy into this and you don't fully neutralize it in the void, the chances of you fully neutralizing that in the void are pretty low. Um, And you Mm. leave and you enter the new body of that new self reality so i always say that reality comes and presses up against you and i feel like it's kind of reality taking stock it's kind of like where are you at like something just happens so like just it's moved. almost
0: checking you it's yes like checking you yes yeah, like it feels like reality goes like, you, like that oh, and it's yeah.
1: it's like well who are you essentially
0: mm. so
1: those are the times you're integrating the timeline jump and that's what some people will call triggers i call it tension um and it's it's like reality, push it up against you. Um, and it does it in so, so, so many wild ways. The stories that I've heard of, of like the way it pops up, they're so ironic almost all, every time, but push it up against you. And then you respond as a new self and that's reality being like, Oh, that's who you are. And then reality moves on. And it's like, cool. We took ah. stock, moving on. However, if you bring that desperate energy into it and you don't fully dissolve it in the void, it's coming. Like it's, it's coming and it hits hard after right.
0: And you might not be able to prepare. You might not be able to handle that when you have that desperate energy.
1: Yes. Yep. Um, Some people do really well with transmuting that with being the new self and like fully responding as that new self. And they, they, they get, they jump real quick after that. Like it's, it's fast and far, but I don't think that a lot of people like honest, and maybe I should change my thinking on this, but I, I don't feel like a lot of people are built for that.
0: Um, I'm gonna just <laughs> say it's they're not they're not anybody who I've ever gave a reading to even when I was doing like super like hardcore just like psychic mediumship readings back in the day and they came with des- desperate energy they were pissed off at me and I'm just like well I'm not sure what you want because that's what spirit that's what my guide that's just coming through but you also came with this when, 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 when I need these answers? Why isn't that? Blah, blah, blah. I had somebody like yell at me and was like, "That's not good enough." And I'm just like, "Well, girl, um, I don't. That's what I'm hearing and seeing. So you're also coming with this kind of block or this, you know, this hard kind of wall, and it's just like energy. What else?
1: It's a lot of energy. Yeah, what am I
0: supposed to do? What can I do? So I can see that yeah. with the timeline jumping, so we think about timeline jumping in your life. Um, mm-hmm. and this is, I asked everybody this question, if you could repeat the last five years or jump to the next five, what would you Ooh. do and why? I'm jumping the next five. Okay. I'm going to
1: jump forward. Uh, it's like, as of now I'm going to jump forward. I already did the last five years. I'm, I'm okay. You're I don't good. want to do it again. <laughs> 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 Cause I know forward's going to be even more fantastic and amazing. Um, and exciting. So I would go forward
0: for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And and what's your superpower? What do you believe is your superpower?
1: Transformation is the first word that popped up. So I'm going to say transformation to being my thing. And I think it's because of my ability to go to neutral, um like so quickly that like if you're around me for long enough, I'm gonna neutralize whatever you're experiencing. And so then you'll transform automatically um just by talking to me. That's what it feels like continues to happen in my experience.
0: I love that. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here. This was amazing. Make sure you follow P on all her socials. I'm going to put that link in the bio, get her timeline jumping stuff and also book a session with her. You also have a few things around manifestation coming up, and you also have a membership. And what else would you like the people to know?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm always doing stuff. I'm um, very manifesting generator of me. Whenever I feel like something's exciting me, I do a new thing. So just, I guess my, my Instagram, my website, or my hub for all of the things that kind of pop up in the world that I do. So I'll just keep an eye out because there's always something that I'm doing.
0: It's always something and we have something too, that we're a part of. Hopefully yes. you know, that's big and it's going to be amazing. Yes. Well, thank you all for joining and until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight. This podcast was produced by Callie Green and edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.